Hey, this is Pastor Mark. You do not want to miss this week's podcast. You're going to laugh till you cry, but it's good tears. They're good tears. So, man, tune in. Listen to this podcast. It's going to inspire you, encourage you, and, and prayerfully help bring change that you desire in your life. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Good morning. Stand with me if you would. Welcome all of you watching online. Uh, if you would, cup your hand, hold your Bibles, your iPhone, your iPad, whatever. Say, this is my Bible. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I am what it says I, I am. I have what it says I have. I have what it says I have. I can do what the Bible says I can do. I can do what do. the Bible says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. And I boldly confess. I boldly my confess. My mind is alert. Mine is my heart is, receptive, heart is receptive, and I'll never be the same again. Never be the same again. Never, never, never. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may Amen. be seated. Well, Jesse and I decided to share this day because the two of us together can't even figure out how hard it would be to be a mother, so it's better two than one. Yeah. <laughs> so we thought we'd share this today, and if that way, if you feel like attacking somebody, our chances are better. Um, <laughs> we're okay. If we get on your nerves, continue to email Pastor Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jesse Dot Buffered at Mosaic Church. Okay, see. Anyway, you know, it's, it's one of those days that uh, it's a celebration for some. Uh, it's difficult for others and more difficult for even others. Many women uh, want to be mothers or have wanted to be mothers and haven't been able to today. We're very sensitive to that. And, and uh, I, I promise you God will make you a mother to many. Uh, as an aunt or whatever the case may be, uh, God has not forgotten you. And we pray for you that you'll, you'll feel the love of God. Um, those of you whose children are, uh, for whatever reason, have decided that they don't want to talk to you, uh, I've got plans for you later on to tell you what to do about it. Uh, God is a good God, and, and sometimes we wait on our children to do something that God wants us to do. Uh, growing up, I, I rarely heard my father ever say, I love you. So it bothered me until I was about 28. God said, well, why don't you tell him you love him? And I started doing that, and he started telling me he loved me because he was a tough boot. And so, but anyway, you know, we don't know much about being moms, but we're going to talk about how uh, children, how husbands, and how uh, we can help your life as a mother be better. You know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, there was a group of, of men uh, in uh, up in heaven getting ready to go into heaven, and and Jesus is sorting things out. And he said, man, I want you to, I want you to make two lines. Uh, those of you who uh, were the head of your house and, and those of you who weren't the head of your house. And they were looked at each other and they, 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 they were standing before Jesus. We better tell the truth. So there was this huge hundreds of mile line of men who were not the head of their house. And, and in the line where the men were the head of their house, there was only one man. And Jesus was totally like, what is up? He looked and said, guys, I'm so disappointed. Look at all of you men, hundreds of miles of men that were not the head of their house. And, and so Jesus addressed that. And he said, look at this one man over here. Look at him. And he goes over to him. He said, sir, he said, look at all these men over there. Could you help us know why you're the only one standing in this line? He said, my wife told me to. <laughs> you know what line we were in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep, you know, it's easier to, to, to make right than be right, right? So, well, we're glad that you're here today, and we'll do our best to celebrate you moms. We know that you have a task that uh, is very unique, and in a society that has lost its way with regards to roles, uh, 
I believe in, in equality with everything in me. I really do. But I know God made us different. Uh, you know, my wife is much more nurturing. You know, men were created hunter-gatherers, and, and you do such a fine job of, of nurturing. And, and sometimes uh, you're made to feel weak or less than uh, because of your role as a mother. It never means that you're less capable than a man at all. It just means you decided to take the role that, that you're playing as a mother primarily. And, and, you know, it's been so discounted. Well, you know, I'm, I'm just a mom. Hold on. Don't ever use the word just in front of that because that's maybe the highest call that there could ever be. And, uh, you know, you say, well, you know, my kids outgrew me and I couldn't spank them anymore. I'm going to tell you something. My mama never lost that. She was 5'3", and I knew when that little German got mad, I was in trouble. Yeah. And, yeah, Jesse, what about you? Because you, your mama, yeah. children everywhere. It's only your, 16, Your home, look, your home looked like she was only smuggling. 16 of <laughs> only 16 of you. Help us, Jesus. Well, you know, how, I mean, she had to be a pretty sturdy gal. I mean, I don't. Was she a big lady? Did she have? I just had to ask. Is she a big mama? Anyway, so you know, cause, I mean, come on, that many kids? She had to have rotator cuff problems. Well, you know what? Oh, that's that's a good question. We're gonna take a look and see how okay. big mom was here in just a moment. They're gonna show us a video and we'll see. Mom wasn't big. She was powerful. There you go. Oh, they're running it down so much. And uh, I have my mother with me today. Mom, would you stand and? She's with us today, and that's, my mom came all the way down from Houston, and she said, I'll go if you send a chauffeur, which is my brother, Bernard, stand up with you. And she also had to have a bodyguard to come, so this is my brother, Rick. And also, I have my wife with me, and my grandbaby, and my son-in-law, and my daughter today. And so, I just thank God today, this is a special day. I am so happy that uh, my mom was a woman, I, she didn't just quote scripture, she lived the scripture. She had a drug problem, she drug us to church all the time. <laughs> and she didn't send us to church, she would take us to church. And I've watched my mother over the years, and during her darkest hour, she kept hope in Christ. I remember the time when we lost our father. And at the time, uh, there was 14 of us, and we had two little twin boys that didn't even really get to know their dad. They were still in the, in the crib, and my mom just hung on to God, and she told us that she had a feeling that everything was going to be all right. And she kept her hope in God, and she taught us how to, to walk in God, and she taught us how to, to live saved lives. And there are 15 of us, and mom prays for us continually, and all 15 of us are still alive. I have 10 sisters and four brothers, and uh, mom has just been a great inspiration uh, in my life. And she taught me how to pray. She taught me how to hold on to God. She's an incredible woman, and that's why my brothers came to protect her and make sure she makes it back home with okay. the help of God. Amen. You can stop it I right there. Uh, I appreciate you letting us share that today. Uh, you know, ironically, all three of them are gone now. Mom. We lost her in uh, 2019, lost uh, Bernard in 2015, and we lost Ricky last year. But that thing that mom prayed of us, that all of her boys would be preachers, she would prophesy that over us. And Bernard was a great teacher, 
Ricky was a great teacher, and then my other two brothers, the twins, are preachers. And here I am sitting here with the wonderful Pastor Mark Crow. Preaching Jesse. Wow. I asked him to say that. Uh, <laughs> he's so kind. Thank you for following instructions. Um, you know, uh, all of us have these different uh, dynamics in our households. Obviously, ten sisters. Uh, I, I can't even imagine what that might have been like. Uh, and then all you boys that potentially cray-cray. But I was reading this article, <laughs> potentially. I didn't say they were. I said they had potential, but Mama prayed it out of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're mothers, there are three questions. Uh, I read a lot when I get this time of year what, what mothers are saying, what's the number one fear in their lives, what's the biggest struggle. And, of course, one of the top ones is a lack of sleep. Uh, and when they're babies, you have babies, you know, you don't sleep and stuff like that. But as they grow, here, here are three questions that, that are asked. And, and if the answer is, is no, you're okay. Number one, is anything on fire? <laughs> Number two, is anyone naked? <laughs> I don't know if any of y'all had your kids run out in the yard and you're like, the neighbors are seeing everything. Turn your head, Ethel. You know, I mean. <laughs> and the third one, is anyone bleeding? Because we were so poor, the only time we went to the hospital is if there was blood or a gash. If we were sick, my mom, she'd get pray over a, a little uh, thing from Oral Roberts, a little prayer cloth, and she'd pin that to our pajama. We didn't have money to go, Mom, I got fever. She said, well, you know, we're going to pray. Now, if she couldn't sew us up, we go to the doctor. But then, then any of you ever did the Vicks vapor, vapor Rub or heard of a mustard pack? I mean, they had all kinds of junk back then. It was voodoo stuff. Anyway... Yeah. You know, it's like, but I remember all of those things that my mother, you know, uh, that she would do. And, you know, you, you know, there were times I thought it was silly and all that. But what I realized was uh, being mom uh, meant that, you know, night and day, 24-7, prayers up in the morning. And, you know, Jesse, I got my mama. My mama passed this last year. I, I did her funeral uh, a year ago yesterday. And, uh, you know, this is her Bible. And in here... Uh, my mom used to get on her knees at her coffee table, and uh, she would pray. And it wasn't like some people say, well, I pray at 5 or 6 every morning. As I go through all the markings in the Bible, my mom would be 2 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 p.m., 1 o'clock in the afternoon. What she taught me was God is available 24-7, and that whenever you need something, you cry out to God. And, you know, there's, there's something about a praying mother that changes everything. Not discounting the prayers of a father, but, man, when a mom gets on her knees, it's, it's something special. Uh, I, I, when I did my call Wednesday night, Jesse, I was praying about, I always, when I get ready to do a Wednesday night call and shoot it out to you guys, I'm always asking God, what, what do you think they need to hear? And I, I've read John chapter 2 numerous times because it's the first miracle of Jesus in the Bible. And obviously, it's one of the most controversial miracles of all time. And Jesus thought, let me just get this over with. I grew up in a very denominational church, and, and my mama had a drug problem too. She drug us all to church. And I remember hearing all these stories. And back in the day, you know, preachers would try to uh, alter things to, to, to make their presentation uh, more to their doctrinal liking. And they used to say in this verse, it's amazing that, that Jesus turned water into grape juice. It doesn't say that. 
And, and, and even further, even if they were accurate, I've never seen anybody get lit on grape juice. Now, maybe a baby did, and he drank two boxes of, you know, grape juice, but whatever. But in this story, what happened was, in, in Hebrew times, they would bring out the very best wine at these celebrations, and, and uh, these guys would just get a little, little lit, and then they'd get the cheaper wine, the worse wine. Now, if you're real religious, you're going to hate me today, but this is just how it was. And uh, so, you know, that's just what happened. And, and Jesus still miracle-working. Jesus, there was a man driving down the road, and it was actually a pastor driving down the road, and he was going a little fast, and, and a police officer pulled him over, and, and uh, he said, sir, you were, you were speeding. And he said, have you been drinking? He said, no. He said, I just got my canister of water right here next to me. That's all. And the officer looked at him and said, can I see that? And he said, yeah. The officer smelled it. And he said, that smelled like wine to me. He said, Hallelujah, Jesus did it again. Anyway, so, <laughs> but, so anyway, I, that's not in my notes, but I thought it fit. Anyway, and, and so the next day there were the, was a wedding and celebration in the village of Canaan in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. The wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus' mother told him, they have no more wine. Dear woman, uh, that's not our problem. Now, you, gotta, you think raising your kids is hard? Try us raising Jesus. I mean, he knew what she's going to say before she said it. That's a problem. And so he knew everything. And so my time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby immediately after were six stone water jars used for the Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could uh, hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremony. So the servant followed his instructions. You notice that Jesus had a response to her. Where was Joseph? It wasn't the daddy telling him what to do. It was mama telling him what to do. And no, Jesus pushed back for a moment, just a moment. He went and did what mama said do. You may not think your kids are listening to you, Mama, but let me just tell you something. They're listening to you, and you need to not back off. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to prove you're a woman. Hear me roar. Thank you, Helen Reddy. My mama should have heard that. Yeah. <laughs> All that needed to happen, there are certain roles that we play, Jesse, as, as children and as spouses What's the role of children back to mama? Because some of the kids are watching today, and mama's got drug problem, drug the kids to church. So kids, listen real quick to this one. What's the Bible say about it? You know, I, I don't think this generation is, is, is ready for what we went through and what the Bible says. But, you know, it says to honor your mother and your father that your days, you know, should be long upon this earth. It, it's amazing how, how you were raised and how I was raised. And I was telling Kathy about how I was raised, and she said she got in trouble one day, and her dad sent her away to her uncle's to punish her. I said, what would y'all do? Oh, we rode horses and went swimming. <laughs> and, um, and I, I want to be punished like that. I was like, like yeah. girl, please. <laughs> <laughs> but no, <laughs> I don't know, Mark. My upbringing, sometimes, sometimes I think about it, I would get somewhat angry. But I'm glad my mom raised me the way she did. I'm glad she had a strong hand. And I don't think the kids today could handle my mom. I, I, I think if mom did to the kids today what happened to us, I would be teaching mama in the prison. She'd be in my class. <laughs> She'd my, be a parishioner. Mama would be in my class. But, yeah. 
I, I'm happy for my mom the way she taught me. Out of the 15 kids, I bet all of them have a different story as to what they think about mom. But the one thing they will say that mom was a godly woman who taught us godly principles, and it made the difference. Y'all, y'all by chance ever remember Gumby and Pokey? Yeah, some of y'all do. You young kids need to Google them. It was really great. My mama had a, she had a Gumby arm. There were three boys, and we were sitting in the back seat. And I'm going to tell you, we got in trouble. She hit one of us. I mean, she could drive and stay in the lane. She did bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Sometimes she got all three, and sometimes she got the wrong one. Yeah. Welcome to the club. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and there wasn't, uh, you know, anybody, there wasn't anybody going to jail but the kid. <laughs> my mama, they, back then, they just say, you know what? If you don't spank them, I'm going to. You know, nowadays, you can't touch a kid, and they know that. And so they just do what they want to do. I, I'm sorry, but you spare the rod, you hate the child. I'm going to tell you, my mama loved me. Mm, that girl loved me. I'm telling you, there wasn't no spare in anything. And, uh, you know, my mama couldn't cook. She's with Jesus today. Thank God, because <laughs> she went through seven years of dementia, but she couldn't cook. I mean, I'll tell you, when we, we had pork chops, we got the chainsaw out. I mean, <laughs> it's like eating beef jerky without trying. <laughs> I can't believe your mom couldn't cook. That's When I heard you say that in the first service, I was thrown off a little bit by Man, that. But. She could play marbles and Yahtzee. I mean, we could do all that stuff, but I couldn't cook. Couldn't cook. I loved her, but she couldn't cook. And, you know, now I know up in heaven right now, she's, she's probably telling Jesus, just, just spank him a little bit for that. But, <laughs> but, but all, I say that because some of you mothers nowadays, you're, you're online. And can I just tell you, a lot of moms lie on Facebook. Matter of fact, a lot of people lie on Facebook. And matter of fact, they're 80-year-old people who look 30 because of photo editing. I say, who is that? It's just a platform to make, and it's challenging because they said, you know, I got up, and I did yoga. I did for an hour, and then I took the kids to school. I made them breakfast. I made them lunch. I delivered it. I'm PTA president. And, you know, that's all great. But you mothers who are wearing sweats all day and don't know what day it is, you feel like a failure. And so I think the greatest struggle is when I talk to women, you, you care so deeply about being the best you can that when you look on Facebook at somebody who's faking it until they make it, making you feel like bad, I, I just, you know, we have to get real today. Yeah. We have to get real today. This battle is real. And uh, there's not a perfect mama. There's not a perfect daddy. And, and you, you don't get respect because you're perfect. The Bible says give it. And so uh, let me just talk to the husband just for a minute. You say, how can I make my wife's life better? What life's better? That's all, folks. Uh, and so, you know, the challenge is we, ha we have a role to play. And, and the, there's a battle uh, for who's in charge. Can I tell you all something? God's in charge. At the end of the day, if, you're, if your husband's giving you problems, say, well, you know, God's in charge. Let's put God in charge of this. And uh, the Bible's very clear on how we are to treat our spouse, treat our children. You were saying the first service, don't exasperate the kids. Not to provoke the kids to anger. And, uh, and, and kids are to honor their parents. Uh, today, I don't know which is the parent and which is not. Because I see kids talk to their parents today 
that I couldn't have gotten away with that, and Mama didn't play that. Trevor, I'm going to count to three. <laughs> no, Trevor got knocked out in my house. <laughs> no, and then she counted to ten. One, two. <laughs> He's out. I'm like, who does that? Why did y'all come up with this counting to three? Who gets that? We didn't have that honor back in the day. You got knocked out, and Mama would count to three. You know. <laughs> But I, I'm, I'm being honest. I, I don't know how we're dragging kids up today. And, and it just boggles my mind how kids can talk back to parents today and get away with it. You know, so I don't know. We're going to have to make some adjustments somewhere. Yeah, well, just move far enough away where they don't come and see you. Anyway, so. <laughs> um, I'm, on, I'm on the five houses down on that deal. You know, I, I was asking Jesse, I said, what are some of the things that your mother said? And, and all of you can go back and, and think through this. What were the things that your mother said that made a difference in your life? And uh, I will say this, that my mom, she, she lied a little bit too. No, no, she did. She told me that how good I was. <laughs> and there just wasn't a lot of truth in that back then, you know. But she believed in me. And she, she would tell me things like, you can do anything. And, and then I have an older brother and younger brother, and, and she has to raise three boys by herself because my dad works 16 hours a day. And, uh, you know, I, I remember uh, we were all kind of small. My dad was 5'8", my mom was 5'3", but my grandfather, which was a German on my mother's side, uh, Schneider, uh, he was about 6'1", he was a boxer. So I, I, I was really short, my brothers were short. When we were growing up, I didn't grow until I was in tenth grade. It took six feet, but my little bro- my brothers are still short. Anyway, <laughs> and trust me, every time I get around them, I make sure they know it. Right yeah, you guys, you're shrinking. And you went from five eight to five five. Anyway, so uh, she would say these words to us: "Dynamite comes in small packages." In other words, don't let anybody pick on you. I remember those, those words, and, and my big brother took that to heart, and he was trouble for forever. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I just, these were things I went, she instilled in me, nothing was impossible. It, it, your stature was not what mattered. Uh, you know, your, your uh, financial condition wasn't what mattered because we didn't have a lot of money. And she just taught me... Uh, to stand up, to be strong, to believe in God, believe that anything is possible. And uh, probably the one thing that she said, it doesn't matter what somebody calls you. What matters is what you answer to. If you could instill anything in your kids, they say, well, you know, somebody called me this, somebody called me that. It doesn't matter what somebody calls you. What matters is what you answer to. And she taught me not to answer to things that, that were not beneficial, that were not encouraging. And so I would say that, you know, moms, if, if anything, those are the things I remember my mother and, and that she never quit. And like Jesse's mom, she prayed. She, she taught me to pray. She taught me to believe God. I dreaded the day that she passed because I knew I was on my own. As long as she was alive, I, I knew that my mama was praying for me. And, and you know, moms, it's a hard job, and, and I think the hardest job and Susan and I talk about this because we got nine kids between us. As a dad, I decided that sometimes you, you have to, not sometimes, you have to trust God. Your kids are never going to, they're always going to be there. Uh, I, I thought when we were 16, you were probably on your own. 16 years old, I was pretty much on my own. And, uh, 
kids nowadays, they're 36, and they, it's failure to launch. Mm. My dad would have said, I love you, but there's the door. And you say, well, that isn't, isn't that kind of cruel? No, what they taught me was to stand on my own two feet. And, and sometimes we enable, and that's what I see happening today is enabling kids. Uh, and sometimes you have, to, you have to fight to draw that line. You were how old when you were on your own? 16. 16, you were gone? I was pretty much gone. I'd sleep. They let me sleep at the house. I'd get up. I'd go to school, go to work, come home, go to sleep, get up, do that every day. I was 18. I was still at I got my last whipping when I was 18 years old. I mean, I, I, it's a shame to say it, but I did. Now, I did tell mom after that I was done. <laughs> and, and mom says to me, in my house, you'll get them if you're good. You gonna, if you're good, you won't get one. But if, you, if you're going to cut up, then I just got my little duds and I left. At 18, I got, when did you get your last whipping? Five, I get it. Okay, you don't have to answer no, that. No, no. You, you don't have to answer that, no, Trevor. No. I, I, think, I think I got, I got, I got maybe, maybe 15. And that's how come I started leaving at 16. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I had to get going after that last whipping. But, you know, in my house, when you think about all these kids in the house, these little things that, the thing mom would say was shut up, sit down, bring me a switch, take that one back because it's too little. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, it, they don't understand. Know. I don't know how many of you ever picked your own switch, but dad say, go pick. How stupid were we? Oh, I would have looked and said, you know, if you're going to beat me anyway, find one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd go get it. You bring it back like a dumb dog. Here. I don't know, it's just different, but in, in my house, we were being taught to walk and talk, and when you learn to do that, they tell you to shut up and sit down. And you didn't have jeans on, remember yeah. that? You didn't have yeah. to, you had shorts on, because we were so poor, we, when we outgrew our jeans lengthwise, and they were high waters, mom cut them off, and we had jean shorts. Yeah. Now you pay $150 for what I got for nothing. I mean, you know, <laughs> how dumb are we? Find some old jeans that don't fit you no more and just cut them off. Yeah, try to uh, get uh, 15 kids uh, a pair of Air Jordans. Those are called rare Jordans. We wore PF Flyers back in the day. <laughs> yeah, blue tips but, and PF, PF Flyers, you cut another second off your speed right there. I mean. But you know what? I, I, do, honor, um, I do honor mothers today. And, and, you know, behind the prison walls, I'm normally speaking to the mothers back there. However, this year, we, we didn't get a chance to do that. But, um, you know, there's a thing that we say at the end, at the end of every service uh, in the women's facility, we count to three and I have them go girl power because women have power. You're, you're not less than. And I'm gonna tell you something, I, I don't know what I would do. Even now with Kathy in my life, I, I, I know what shirt to put on now. I, know, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I would be lost just by myself, but I mean, she's, she's brought a lot of joy to me and she has two incredible kids of her own and she's, in there, she's a marvelous, wonderful mother as well. But um, I'm, I'm happy to have this opportunity to speak to the mothers today because, you know, my mother was, was a great inspiration to me in all that she went through. And uh, I know if she did it, I know you can. But mom put God first all the time in everything. That's all she talked about was God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And I would see mom in some, some dire situations, but God always saw her through those things that she went through. And you, you women can do the same thing. I know that you can. And so I'm glad, Mark, we get a chance to encourage the women today on Mother's Day. Yeah, and this is one of those days that's really difficult. Um, 
And I will say this, and for those of you who, like Jesse and I, whose mothers have passed into eternity, I was recently kind of counseling someone, it wasn't counseling session, but they asked me, does, does it get better uh, over the years when you have lost your mother? I said, no, it actually gets worse. I lost my dad in 2014, and I miss him more today than the month after he died. And you say, well, isn't that a lack of faith? No, it's called an abundance of love. And so what I would say on this day, some of you say, well, my, my kids probably won't call me. That's probably the greatest thing, uh, difficulty for me is on Father's Day, I know that you, you wait to hear from your children. And I'm sure mothers, you're waiting to hear from your children today. I wonder if they'll call or text, direct message me, put something on Instagram, put something on Facebook. Susan and I... Uh, last year decided that we were no longer going to uh, do the Facebook thing when it came to our relationship with our kids. We decided that it was, it was for us, for us, it, it, it was almost, uh, it created this lack of intimacy. And so we, we pretty much promised each other we will no longer do anything on Facebook. We'll do it on text or privately. And uh, some of you, let me say this, some of you, your, your daughter or your son are not going to call you. And, and you know that, and, and you're grieving over that. Let me say this to you. When 28 years old, I, I never heard my dad. Now, I saw, he worked hard. I knew he loved me, but he was, he was a, an introvert and a very quiet man, and he never really expressed his emotion. He grew up in a family of 12, and so there was no real connection emotionally because they didn't have time. There were too many of them. And at 28, I had a breakdown, ended up in the emergency room without what I thought was a heart attack. And what I realized was I was wanting something from my father that I would probably never get. And I had to embrace that. But as I was praying, the Lord spoke to me and he said, why don't you give him what you want? And I knew what God was saying. So I drove to his house and he was always outside. So I I walked up to him. I, I threw my arms around him. And I said, Dad, I love you. And I began to cry because that was so hard for me to say. And uh, he didn't know what to do. He became a statue. But over time, he began saying, I love you too, son. I gave him what, what I wanted from him. I expected something from him. You may expect something from your children, and you think they're being disrespectful. But, but what you can do even now is teach them how to say, I love you. And so if your kid's not going to call you, call them. On Father's Day, I'm going to text all my kids and say, thank you for letting me be your father. I'm not going to wait any longer. You know, do what you need to do. And Because and, sometimes being a parent when your kids get older, I think sometimes it's even harder to be a mother. As your kids get older, they're no longer listening, you think, but they really are. So moms, lead by example, lead by love, lead by prayer. And, and watch and see what happens. And men, you know what? We're supposed to love our spouse the way Christ loved us and gave his life for us. You want to give a Mother's Day present today? Flowers will fade. Cards will be thrown in the trash. But they will never forget your love for them, your outspoken love for them. So love your wife today. Love the mother of your children today. Let her know how awesome she is. Not just today, every day. And if if you're holding a grudge against your mom, I, I think you should just let it go. I think it was four years ago, Mark was gone somewhere and he had asked me to minister and I was telling the people how I went back to my father's gravesite. I didn't even know where it was. And I went back to his gravesite. It took us 45 minutes to find it. 
and we prayed over all those hurts and those pains that had been had been caused and from that day forward like a ton of chains fell off of me when I left all of that in the cemetery where it was supposed to be anyway and I just asked God to forgive me for the feelings I had toward my dad and this and that so if you're holding a grudge against your mom or even if she's gone on I still think you need to pray that off of you and, and be set free does that make sense it worked for me I, I left my dad out there and I don't I don't talk the same way as I used to about my father and uh, so whatever that hurt is, you need to leave it. And you, if your mom's still living, I wish mine were today. Yeah. So if yours is still living, you, you need to find her and tell her how much you love her. And then this one thing, and you say, well, you know, we all should be learning from each other. And the last conversation that I had with one of my parents, uh, I, after they were gone, I wish I would have done this. And if your mother's still alive, sit down and everybody has an iPhone, and ask questions and record it. Listen to what they have to say. You may think you're smarter than your mother, and maybe you are, but you're not more experienced. And you can glean from the experience of, of your mother no matter what age she is. So if you're sitting here and you haven't talked to your mother in a long time, I want to encourage you to go call her. If you're a mother that hasn't talked to your child in a long time, Give her a call. Give him a call. If they don't answer, it's okay. Just leave a loving message. Say, you know what? Today, I'm so thankful that I get to celebrate Mother's Day, and I get to celebrate it because of you. Thank you so much for being my child. And I'm going to tell you, my mother used to use this scripture, heap hot coals. I thought that meant burn their head, and I really liked it when I understood it that way. But I went through theology training, and what it really meant in the desert, it would get cold at night. And if you really wanted to get back at your enemy in the, in the cold of the night, you would get a basket of hot coals and you'd go put it on their head so they could be warm. It wasn't revenge. It was warming the person that had something against you or that you were battling. So if you want to heat hot coals today, just go love somebody in a way that warms them up and warms their heart. Moms, I want to ask you to stand, and Pastor Jesse's going to pray over you and ask God to heal the hurts, to restore what you feel has been taken, to give you strength like you've never had, to finish your race strong no matter how old your kids are, and we're going to pray that the kids you've been praying for, we're going to get in agreement with you. They're coming home. Amen. Not, not to live with you. Well, let's just stretch our hands toward heaven for just a moment and just thank God for all the mothers that are raising their hands around thank the auditorium. You, and thank you, Lord. I'm going to pray over your children that may be out there. The Bible says, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they're, when they're old, they won't depart from it. I know I rejected my mother's wisdom trying to find my own destiny, but much like the prodigal son, I went home because my mother was praying for me. So continue to pray, and those children will come home. No matter what circumstance or situation they're in, it may be the, the worst that you can think of from a child to go and do that. You might be saying, why did they do that? Well, God is bigger than what they did. Yeah. And so, God, we come today and we honor the mothers in our church here at Mosaic Church. And we thank you for them, Lord God. And I pray peace over them. I pray, God, that they would release their children to you. They belong to you anyway. 
And I just thank you, Lord God. I pray a peace. I pray for a fresh fire, a new anointing, Lord God, on how to raise our children. And that, God, we don't have to run and be in that cookie-cutter circle. But that, God, we can still be different and, and be what you called us to be. And so, God, let your light shine on the yes, mothers Lord. today. Give them peace, Lord God, for that mother says, I, I like Pastor Mark said, I don't know if my kid's going to call today. That's all right. God's got all of that under control. You live in peace and you walk it out and let God do his job. And so, God, we thank you for this time to get to share it with Pastor Mark and honoring the mothers today. What a blessing. And we just thank you for what you're going to do in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Ladies, you might be seated. You may be seated. And I want to take just a moment and, and pray, as we always do, for those who don't know Christ or those who have backslidden, walked away from God. Uh, and ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Um, your past is your past, but the future belongs to you. The decisions you make, the choices you make uh, lie before you. And you can make choices and decisions today that will change your future. Can't change your past, but can change your future. So I want us all to bow our heads, close our eyes. Those of you watching online, I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. Say, Father God, thank you so much for sending your only son. To suffer and die for my sin. Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me. Today I give my life to you. I repent of my sin. So today I call you Lord. I call you Savior. I call you friend. Amen. If you prayed that prayer uh, today to receive Christ or to recommit your life to Him, I want to ask you to text the word SAVED to 405-500-1310. Uh, just text the word SAVED, 405-500-1310. We get that. We pray with you, pray over you, and thank God for you. Hello, this is Pastor Mark Crow. I just want to take a quick moment to thank you for joining us online. We hope you have a blessed week this week and get to be a blessing to those around you. I want to invite you to join us at Mosaic Church OKC next week at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. or join us online. God bless you.